today we are very proud uh, for CMO Asia podcast to be here at the Beta Media's office at Fulan Center in Singapore. So this is our interview subject and uh, maybe tell us your name and what you do at Beta Media. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm Avery Akinini and I'm the Vice President of VaynerMedia Singapore based in the wonderful Hunan Center uh, and thrilled to be here this morning. That's really awesome. Maybe uh, walk us through uh, how do you start your career and your journey and how did it prepare you for this current role as you know, the person that was the, in charge of VaynerMedia Singapore? Yeah. So I started my career actually um, right out of college. I was very interested in digital marketing and digital media ads. So I started working at Target Corporate, which is a large American uh, corporation, and was working on the marketing side, learned a ton, and really appreciated sort of seeing all the different parts of the business and the corporate side kind of come to life. And from there, I was based in Southern California at the time, and this was right around 2011 where Google was really taking off, Facebook was taking off, and digital marketing was, you know, there was a systemic shift in how people were thinking about digital marketing. So of course I had to move to San Francisco to work for Google, uh, which was such an honor and a privilege. And I worked there until about 2018. Um, I worked on a number of products, everything from search marketing to YouTube to most recently the DoubleClick side of things, which is Google's programmatic division. And I learned an incredible amount there. Uh, had the chance to work with some of the largest brands in the world on global enterprise structures, um, You know, also working on with a number of different agencies on the independent and the holding company side. And this is when I came across VaynerMedia. I was really impressed with the work that they were doing and you know, formed sort of a professional friendship with a couple of the folks there. We always stayed in touch and they would often joke that I should come over to their side of the fence and work for Vayner. And in 2018, I decided to jump ship from Google and join VaynerMedia working on the, leading the global media operations team. And that was such a privilege, working with amazing people and incredible brands. And from there, uh, I started to help our CMO and our leadership team form our initial business plans for Asia. My husband is initially, his family is originally from India, and he, we had long discussed the potential of moving to Asia together. And the stars sort of aligned in that Gary Vaynerchuk, our CEO, has long had ambitions of opening our Asian operations. So I think I was in the right place at the right time and had the right attitude, and that kind of landed me here. Um, moved here in the earlier part of 2019 to launch VaynerMedia Singapore. 2019 is really a, a beta year for us, if you will, in that we are really just kind of kicking things off uh, to set up a, the foundation to really be the only integrated, independent, and global marketing agency in Singapore. What can our community listeners learn from your run of so many years in the industry, and what insights did you learn from this remarkable journey? I think the insights that I've learned is life is all about timing um, and it's all about sort of aligning yourselves with great people and great brands. Um, through the course of my career, I've been privileged to work with a couple of folks um, on a number of different occasions and it's such a small world. Just last night, I actually had dinner with a girl who, uh, a woman who started with me at Google in 2011 and you know, it's just funny how everything comes full circle. So always having great relationships is key. I also think uh, I would recommend that people spend a lot of time learning the details of different parts of digital marketing and marketing in general. That's one thing that has always really helped me provide value to my clients and provide value to my sort of community of marketers is understanding things at the sort of deep and technical level and being able to you know, simplify that in a strategic manner um, across the, the broader marketing mix.
That's awesome. People told me that your brand, VaynerMedia, is their favorite. How did that happen? And uh, what are the lessons that uh, you think will be great advice for the other brands out there? Yeah. I think VaynerMedia is an incredible brand. Even having this conversation, uh, Vayner is the type of place that people feel a part of and they feel part of the community. Um, and I think that that type of inclusivity is what brands often are striving for, is making, building a community that others want to be a part of. I think a lot of that has to do with Gary and his unique personal brand and his ability to engage and inspire others with relatable content. I think it comes down to uh, an amazing leader with a strong vision. It also comes down to the content that we produce and, and create. Uh, which is useful to others. And last but certainly not least, it comes down to the team and the many fa uh, facets of VaynerMedia. The fact that everyone can bring their whole selves to work and contribute in different ways to really continue growing VaynerMedia, not just from the core, which is Gary and you know strong, so strong, but really growing VaynerMedia beyond that um, by producing content and by adding incredible people um, to sort of the brand. And I think on the more tactical side, VaynerMedia has a really consistent brand in what we stand for, a global, integrated, and independent agency. Our visuals look consistent and, you know, the sort of tonality feels really consistent as well. In a world where things are kind of constantly ad hoc and project-based, the brand of VaynerMedia um, has been really important as we launch in Asia and also as we bring on clients. So that leads me to ask you this question, who is the most influential boss in your career? Is that Gary Vee? I have to say Gary is definitely one of my most influential bosses and I'm grateful for all of the opportunities that he has given to me. Um, also have to give a major shout out to my boss, who's Jeff Nicholson, the chief media officer. And Jeff handpicked me out of uh, a sea of Googlers to join his team. And we've always had an, an excellent working relationship. He's a great coach. He's a great leader. You know, he built up a team on our media division that started with nine people and three years later is, is over 200, which is truly an impressive accomplishment. Um, and I think Jeff does a great job of, of leading by example, but also empowering his team um, to make the right decisions. Tell us the best day of your career so far. The best day of my career? Um, well, I will say the best is always yet to come, um, but really proud moments in my career have been, you know, what actually recently happened just in uh, the past week, I was recognized as the drums, 50 uh, top individual, top women under 30 in digital marketing. And that was a really proud moment uh, to see all of the long nights and early mornings pay off um, and, you know, receive a bunch of compliments from both uh, existing clients and my team in New York. Um, it was really a, a nice honor, but I will certainly say the best is yet to come and I can't wait until we have some major recognition for the work we're doing here in Vayner, Singapore, because the thing I'm most proud of is my team. What is one thing that we cannot learn about you online? One thing you can't learn about me online? Hmm. I am, uh, I'm absolutely a nerd, <laughs> so I'm a huge reader. And that sort of like nerdy side of me, I think is not uh, as present online, but is so core to who I am. I come from a family of super nerds. We all love reading and books and crossword puzzles and all that type of geeky stuff. Um, so I don't think you'll see that anywhere online, but it's just for a podcast. All right. That leads to the next question, naturally. What series of books are you following or binge reading or watching right now? 
So we just had a binge watch of Stranger Things, which is a Netflix show. I think I was like the last person in Singapore to watch it because um, I've heard my team talking about it. I've heard everyone speaking about it at meetings and just the sort of the pop culture phenomenon that is Stranger Things. Um, so I was binge watching that show this weekend as we were kind of getting everything unpacked in our, our new condo. Um, book wise, I'm reading a book right now about timing, which is super interesting. Um, and that has, has been sort of keeping me awake at night a little extra late, um, this book on timing, which is great. Who does marketing better? Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, or Gary Vee? Obviously, I have to say Gary Vee, um, but you know, one, I think Kanye and Kim also have done an incredible job building their personal brands. And from there, this is something they have in common with Gary. It's building up their personal brands to really build their empire. Each of those three um, powerhouses have a really strong personal brand, an incredibly engaged social following, and they've been able to translate that into marketable products that their audience and community wants to buy. For the example of, of Kanye, Kanye is the brand himself. He has his music, um, but he also has Yeezys, right? Um, and he's done a great job of suppressing demand and almost playing on the, the sort of economy of, of scarcity to get people really wanting those and paying exorbitant amounts of money for his Yeezys versus if they were just available to everyone. There wouldn't be that sort of hype around them. Kim has done a great job taking her sort of personal celebrity, um, amplifying that into an entertainment show for keeping up with the Kardashians, building up her whole family as part of that. Um, also launching, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian West Beauty. Um, she has a, a couple of different lines with her sisters, focused on everything from shapewear to makeup. Um, they've really, you know, hair care, they've really blown that all out as well. Um, and then Gary's done the same thing, a really strong personal brand, and he translates that into things like, you know, his initial business, which is Wine Library, his newest venture, which is Empathy Wines, and basically providing um, products that he really believes in that are developed specifically for his audience. Um, all three of those are, are incredible powerhouses that have translated their personal brands into marketable products um, and, and kind of use that to amplify the whole 360 approach. So this is 70-30 male-female domination, especially in tech, creative, and advertising. Do you think there's under-representation for the minority? And what do you think more needs to be done, uh, such as education, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question. So 70-30 in terms of male-female uh, split, I think is something that everyone is, is actively working towards. I know at Vayner, it's something we talk about all the time. Um, we participate in, in various industry conversations about this, and we look to balance out our own staff uh, to make sure we have the right balance. In terms of diversity, I think that's actually even more important. Uh, in a, it's important everywhere, but it's even more important in a place like, like Singapore, where many times the multinationals are uh, planning their sort of regional budgets um, out of one core hub, but uh, considering multiple markets. So diversity in those scenarios is even more important um, than it is in a place which is, you know, relatively uh, more similar, like at least language-wise, like the United States. Um, so I think diversity of the types of cultures you're including in, in Asia is super important because all of the cultures are really so different. Singapore being totally different than Malaysia, completely different than Indonesia, and a whole new world from something somewhere like Japan or Australia. Um, I really want my team here to be like the UN. I want us to have folks from all different places. Um, we're fortunate to have someone from Hong Kong, someone from the Philippines, someone from Malaysia, myself from the United States, and, and continue to, one of the things that we're looking for is folks who have um, experience in other markets or come from other cultures. 
because I think it's not just um, a check the box exercise, but really helps us think better as a team and ultimately provide better value to our clients by understanding their consumers on a deeper level. How would you like to be remembered in your job or your career legacy? I always think that I would like to be remembered for doing great work and leaving everything a better in a better place than when I got there. Um, sounds super simple, but I just like to take that to everything. I like to leave every meeting by providing someone with a little more value than um, than they had before I met them. I think a lot about the energy we bring in to a room and the energy we bring into a meeting and the energy we bring to work each day. Um, and I'd love to be remembered for just leaving things a bit better than, uh, than before I was there. That's really awesome. And you mentioned about books. How do you also stay fresh and sharp and creative and on top of a game? Any other pursuits uh, like music or shows or more books that you can recommend to us? Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm a horrible musician <laughs> and horrible at singing. I think I have no sense of rhythm. Um, but I love listening to music, and I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, which is known in the United States as Music City, very similar to Austin, which you just mentioned. Um, I love listening to music. I love reading different things and also just sort of uh, immersing myself in different pieces of culture to understand kind of what's going on. The past weekend, I spent like an hour on TikTok just being like, okay, what is what is happening here? Like, what are people interested in? What's trending? Why do people like this? And kind of trying to get um, in that mindset. I spend a lot of time doing that. And honestly, a lot of time reading the news, um, just understanding what's happening and looking and thinking about ways we can um, understand that and then apply it to what's happening in the world of our, of our clients. Because I think that those two things are so interlinked, um, sort of business realities and also marketing trends, like the intersection of those two is where a lot of magic happens. And how do you come back from a crisis? Well, I think the most important thing there is that you come back at all, right? Everyone has hurdles, especially when you're a smaller business. Um, there's a million hurdles. There's a, as soon as you get uh, over one hill, you see another mountain behind you. Um, coming back from a crisis, I think, all starts with just not giving up, um, knowing that you have um, the right intentions and that you're doing the right thing and the right support system. Um, it's just getting back up. Um, because a lot of the most successful people who I greatly admire, you know, they always talk about the fact that you hear like 99 no's, but then there's that one yes. So coming back from a crisis um, is all about sort of how you handle that mistake. If, you know, you've made a mistake or your team does, it's all about taking accountability and then moving on. But the biggest part of that is just moving on and kind of keeping, uh, keep heading in the right direction. We are at the last segment. Uh, this is a point where we ask you uh, to answer a few speed round questions. So let's uh -oh. begin. Let's go. A brand that you cannot live without? I love Rent the Runway. Your favorite advertisement ever? I love the Dove Real Beauty campaigns or the Snickers, um, You're Not You When You're Hungry, because I think it's hilarious. Which marketing campaign do you really love or admire right now? I really like SK2's um, marketing campaign with James Corden. It's hilarious, and I think they've done a really nice job using that to broaden their audience. Your most admired CMO? Uh, I have to say Andrea Sullivan, VaynerMedia. Awesome. Best agency that you ever worked with? Outside of Vayner, one, uh, one agency that I really admire and, and loved working with when I was at Google was Mighty Hive. Um, they're part of S4 Capital and think those guys are super smart. What is your biggest passion? My biggest passion is, I would say, intellectual pursuit. 
Can you remember the first brand that had an impact on you when you were a kid? Yes, Coach. Uh, one thing I really wanted when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, was a Coach purse because my mom loves bags. And that was the first thing I ever remember associating with a brand. My parents got me one for Christmas. And unfortunately for them, that was all I ever wanted moving, moving forward for, my Chris, for Christmas and birthdays and all of that. Um, definitely an accessories girl. Awesome, and then this is the part where I always say it's a wrap, and today I'll say it in the Gary V's way, it's a wrap! It's a wrap. <laughs>